This is the Social Distance Podcast, and today I'm chatting with Sunday Asa. Sunday was born in Cross River State in the southern part of Nigeria. He now lives in the capital city, Abuja, where he's been working in the hotel industry, but he'll tell you about that himself in a minute. So I'm recording this intro on Monday the 26th of May 2020, and as of today, Nigeria has had 8,068 confirmed cases of COVID-19 and 233 confirmed deaths. Sunday and me spoke on Wednesday, 20th of May, 2020, and I asked him first to tell me a bit about Abuja. Okay, Abuja is a, is a very busy city where so many people come from different parts of the country in search of jobs, businesses, and different means of livelihoods. As for me, actually, I came into Abuja to search for a job because there are a lot of uh, opportunities over here. So it's a very busy city. What kind of work have you been doing? Okay, I, I started with uh, as a waiter in a hotel. That was around 2012 to 13. Then uh, I also worked as a barman, as a bartender. Then uh, the, the one I just had before the lockdown, I was working as a receptionist in a small hotel. Do you remember, what do you remember about the lockdown happening? Did you know it was coming? Did you get much warning? No, the, the lockdown came as a surprise. Because when Nigeria had their first, when they recorded their first case around the February 27 or so. So we're just hearing on the news of how the thing is happening in other countries. But when we recorded our own case, just the number started going up gradually, gradually. So we were hoping and thinking something will be done and then hopefully our life will go on as normal. But as the number kept increasing, the government had no option than to just implement the lockdown of which we were not Personally, I was not prepared. I was not even expecting it, but it just came up and took me by surprise. But I had to go home for safety. So you went home to your your home in Abuja. Yes, I have a, I have a rented apartment in Abuja. This was a small hotel. So was it owned by people you know? Uh, the before the lockdown, we were functioning well. But when the government uh, announced the lockdown, the hotel had to drop some number of staffs. Then they have to reduce the operation. So it wasn't functioning fully like that. So they just had to keep some small number of staff that would be taking care of the place. So it wasn't really functioning like that. How were you feeling when you when you found out? How how did you find out? Did the manager come and say to you, "Okay, we're going to be shutting for a few weeks," or how did that work? Ah, it wasn't easy. It was shocking news to me because that is where I survived. That's where I get my daily bread. If I work end of the month to pay me, then as a receptionist, sometimes people come in, they tip me. So then I heard the news of we're going to shut down for a while because of the pandemic. Just as I said, I did not envisage it coming. So 
there was no savings to say something. A time is coming like this, so it was a surprise for me and a big blow. But there was no option, so I had to just take it away. Sometimes life offers its different page, not as you think or wish to be. Yeah. When you were at home. Were you under lockdown? Were you able to go out to to buy food and so on, or did you have to stay indoors all the time? Uh, I just had to go to neighborhood shops because those ones operate. That is within the neighborhood. There's a neighborhood market, so some people still open their shops. So before the lockdown, I had some cash with me, so I just had to go out, get some food stuff, then. That can take me for some weeks, so I went in. But as the lockdown continued, maybe if I need any other thing, I go to a nearby uh, shop, neighborhood shop, get whatever I need, then come in. But no movement within the city or outside the city, so the whole system was just locked down. It must have been strange in such a busy city to for it suddenly to be quiet. Yeah, really, it's not easy. How long did the the lockdown last for? Okay, the first the first one started on the 29th of uh, March. Then the they relaxed it on the fourth of this very month. The fifth. Yes. Uh-huh. Our own started 29th of March. Then they relaxed it on the fourth of May. Yes. And it's not as if the the easing of lockdown is a gradual thing. So it's just some few civil servants that are allowed to go to work. Then some essential service providers are also allowed to open. But the whole system is not yet functioning well. Are you able to go and look for work? No. For now the some of the some of the companies have not even started work. Then even some that don't go to work to work from home, so the, the city is still very quiet. Just a few number of people or organizations that are working. So for now, I've not gone out to search for a job. How do you fill your day? Ah well, I I thank God for technology. When there's lights, I work. I read my books. I go online on social media, browse whatever I want with my small phone. I keep myself company. It has not been easy, but thank God it's going gradually and hope will come out soon strong. Do you live alone? Yes, I live alone. Mm-hmm. My family in Kroshiva, so I'm the only one here for now, so I live alone. But I have neighbors within my residence. How have your family been? Ah, man, it has not been easy, but there's always a way for survival. Because I just believe that uh, each day God has a plan and uh, the way things will go. So, my family has been fine. I've not heard any bad news from them. Everybody is fine. Even where they are, the state has not even recorded any case of the virus. So, for now, my family is fine. Even here, since I came in on time, I'm also fine. So, well, fine. Yeah. Yeah. 
How do you keep your spirits up? It's hard to be alone for a long yeah. time. Yeah, it's not easy, but I have some good friends and families. So sometimes when I go online, if I subscribe my phone, they chat me up, make some phone calls. There's my fiance too. She calls, we chat like that. Then my wonderful auntie, Auntie Elena from Scotland, she's always checking on me and uh, <laughs> keeping me posted on happenings. Yeah, so yeah. she keeps me company. She always sends me texts, sends me messages, keep me at a lot. Even before the lockdown, she had even advised me to get books. So I had to even stretch my hand to get some books so I can keep myself alive by reading. So I thank God for good friends and family around. So that's it. So Ellie is, uh, you, you call her your auntie. Ellie is a friend of mine from when I was at university. Wow, that's great. Um, She's a wonderful person. She is. And... Um, she was very happy to be able to help connect me with you. So what, how did you meet her? How do you know her? Okay. Ah, Auntie Eleanor, she's like, she's a family. She's, she's, I call her auntie. That is a sister to my mother. <laughs> she, she came to Cross River State. That's the Obudukata Ranch for, as a VSO. She was working with an NGO. So she came for, for our views was in to carry out a national assignment. So she has been in the community and then ah she was a very lively and friendly person to so the community. So my mother happened to be her sister <laughs> even though from different cultural backgrounds and different continents. So they became friends. She had to leave uh, Nigeria for some time. But since the bone was there, just like blood running through the vein, she, we kept in touch gradually and built the relationship. In fact, she has been wonderful. As I speak, I have a family in Scotland, Cotsey and Tielina. So she visits, not just call, she visits. She just left Nigeria before the lockdown, February. She paid us a visit, and uh, I'm happy she went before the lockdown. Very sadly, we, we, I lost my mom, who is the foundation of everything now. So she couldn't, though she came before mom, my mom passed on, so she came for the burial to see us that February, then spent two weeks with us then went back thank god she arrived home safely before the lockdown before we had the the spread of this virus in nigeria so auntie eleanor i lack words to really define her but i'm happy i have a family in scotland she's a source of joy she's a, in fact she's great she's superb i'm i am sorry to hear about your mother yeah thank you was your mother's death unexpected? Mm, yes, unexpected because uh, my expectation was very high on her and uh, 
that uh, cut short my expectations because even though she was ill for some time, I never saw it coming that uh, prompt. So it was a surprise because all along I have been struggling, the family has been struggling with much support from Auntie Elena too. So there's always this spirit in me that definitely one day tomorrow will be better and uh, give my brother, I give my mom all the best and all I can. But uh, that just came, it's a surprise because uh, I still have a long way to go and I expected her to to be there for me for all she have gone through, I expected her to in fact, have that green land. Because we in Africa sometimes we give birth to children so that when they are old, children can take care of them. And uh, I wish I should have given some time. Maybe dad would have just waited so that I become somebody that can stand enough, big enough, and strong enough to take care of mom and the family. But the inevitable just came. So it was a surprise, it was a shock. I'm sorry, it must be then very difficult to spend all this time on your own and then also have the worry about work. Yes, it is not easy. It's not easy. The nature of my work, I go out to work in the morning and come back around 8 p.m. So I spend most of my time outside. That is outside my house. Then, uh, But with this lockdown now, have to be indoor around the clock. I'm not used to it, but the pandemic forced us into it. So, and since they say staying indoor is the best way to stop the spread, we have to obey so that we can all eat well tomorrow. So, uh, do you know when the next phase of the lockdown will ease? Like when you may be able to go, go start looking for another job or? Do you know yet? Mm, I don't know yet, but I just hope soon. Because uh, what the government is doing is the easing is in phases. So I have not looked at the timetable, but for now, even the one they started on the food, it was just for some civil servants, then uh, essential service providers. So for now, it is not yet time for even such a job because uh, a good number of companies have not even started work. So, but I just hope soon. Just hope soon with what uh, the medical teams are doing and the government's effort. I just hope that very soon, maybe within a couple of one month, one should go out and uh, struggle for survival. Well, I hope so too. Is there anything you want to ask me? I've been asking you all these questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it would be bad if I get a feel of what's happening in your own uh, area in terms of the pound. So I, I live in Australia, and last week the state that I live in, Victoria, eased the restrictions for the first time, and next week some of the children will start to go back to school. So there's a gradual easing happening now. 
there have been, um, I would say, maybe 96 or 97 people have died from the virus. So not so many compared to other countries. Okay. Uh, we had 192. Has the government dealt with things well, do you think? Yes and no, because uh, it's not easy for the government. This is a novel uh, virus. It took everybody by even uh, developed countries with the sophisticated uh, health facility and infrastructure. They were all of a stretch. So considering our own uh, developing system, it has not been easy for the government, but I think all hands are on deck to see that uh, they bring the virus to a halt. So they are trying. Government is trying. It's not really easy. It took everybody on away. And our health system was not equipped as it ought to be. But at least this is a wake-up call. Coronavirus has come with bad and good things, at least. Just, it will help countries to restructure their health system. So Nigeria is one of those countries, I hope, by God's grace, we're going to restructure our health system because uh, the lessons for this virus are huge. So I think the government will sit up too to see how more, is, more will be invested in the health sector so that we can have a, a better health system. Well, Sandy, okay. take care yeah, of yourself. <laughs> the best of health to you and your family. And again, my sympathies for you on the loss of your mother. Oh, thank you, sir. Enjoy your day and uh, warm greetings to your family and hope the kids return to school. I know they are missing that already. I think they'll be glad to have a real teacher instead of me. I have been the teacher when they've been at home. Yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> I wish you still have the... I, I, will, I, don't, I, want, I don't have one more question. Yeah? How do you feel as a father with the kids at home, with the lockdown? I feel that because I have been doing schoolwork with them, I have got to know them in a way that I did not know them before. And I feel like I know them better as people because I've worked with them on doing schoolwork. Okay. I feel like I've learned a whole new side to both of their personalities. I have a boy and a girl. Wow, you're blessed. It has been a blessing. Yeah, it's totally been a blessing. I know it's obviously for many, many, many people, it's been a tragedy. Um, so I feel like I've been very lucky that, that this has been a positive experience. Yeah. But I may be celebrating next week when they go back to school as well. <laughs> Sunday, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me, Sunday. I hope you and your family all stay healthy and well. All right. And you too, sir. And I hope, uh, I hope the restrictions ease soon. So that life can become normal. <laughs> That's my earnest prayer. So I can go out and search for my greener pasture for a better life. Sunday, Essa, talking to me on Wednesday, the 20th of May, 2020, from Abuja, Nigeria. <laughs>